0: Welcome to r and Showtime with Robert and Ryan. Today, we'll be doing a uh, April movie review. We've seen quite a few movies in April, and we have things to say about them.
1: Yeah, April, I think, is also notable for having a... If th- this feels like the first like big month in movies like since the pandemic happened. Maybe that's just me because I went and actually watched a lot of movies that maybe not a lot of people did see. And really the biggest movie of the month was probably Sonic, which, I mean, we're, we'll talk about it. But there are movies that we're going to talk about that I don't think have been talked about
0: enough. <laughs> and there are movies... That probably have been talked about. And there are movies that, we, that have probably been talked about. And we're just going to reiterate some things that probably people probably already know about them. So
1: one in particular, which is where we're going to start off. So we've kind of organized this to go from worst to best. And so there is a clear worst movie that we saw this month. And it's this little, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called uh, M- Morbius, More More, Morbius.
0: Yeah, Morbius. That movie was trash. I was actually really excited to see it um, going. I well, mean, I say really excited, I mean like I thought it was gonna be good and I was looking forward to it. I, th- I thought
1: it was so interesting that, any, that, that when that movie was like trailers would come on that you looked like genuinely excited. Cause I feel like from the first time I heard about that movie, that people were like ready to dunk on it, especially because of the Jared Leto of it all. And so I, this whole time before the movie came out, I was like, "This movie's probably not going to be very good." And then reviews came out prior to us watching it of it not being good. And I was like, "All right, well, now that I know that, I can just go in and with no expectations of it being a good movie."
0: Yeah, and and then we came out of the theater and I was like, "Wow, that was absolutely hot garbage." And and Ryan was like, "Well." You know, I laughed enough that it was amusing, you know. That is
1: a mischaracterization. I said explicitly that it was a bad movie, but in my opinion, it was so bad that it was entertaining to me. I I was I I was legitimately laughing through a lot of the movie, but not at stuff that w- was meant to be laughed at. I mean, Matt Smith I think was genuinely entertaining as the as the bad guy in the movie, but as a whole, like it was it it, it was a bad movie. Yeah,
0: it was just a dumpster fire. The uh, and I think you actually said this to me before we went in there, that the reviews online and what I could sum up my whole sentiment of this is. It's like a not very good early 2000s superhero movie. I think.
1: Yeah, either early 2000s or like, yeah, that that's the best way of putting it. Like it's, it's a it's a daredevil. Uh
0: yeah, honestly, but I feel like and not the amazing Netflix show. The terrible <laughs> movie with Ben Affleck.
1: Yeah, but. As as much as this is a bad movie and I don't recommend anybody going to the theaters to watching it, to watch it. I think it like, will like kind of go down as like a, so bad. It's like watchable kind of
0: movie that you like maybe watch with friends to make fun of kind of thing. See, I, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe that's a sentiment that people have, but frankly, I'm like, this is so not good. It's totally worth skipping. You know, and it being like a superhero movie that's kind of adjacent to like Spider-Man and and has maybe some implications with him. Um, Which which we're not going to spoil things,
1: but make sure you watch the after credit sequences if you are taking the time to watch this movie where they have some bold thoughts about what this movie was going to do for them.
0: uh, Yeah, certainly. Um, But but the implications that it's kind of adjacent to Spider-Man, who is a big deal, um, makes, you know, you'd think like, oh... I, I should watch this. So I just have the full understanding. Frankly, I'm like, nah, just skip it. Like, really, just don't watch it. Don't waste your time at all. Yeah, it's, it's actually like a waste of time. It's that bad movie. Go watch literally one of the any other hundreds of movies that are better than this. So, yeah, I
1: mean, within the same universe as this film, go watch either Venom movie. They are both n- notably better.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I would say, like, I, I didn't think the second Venom movie was great, but it's definitely better than this. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, what what would you give it? Letter grade, Ryan? Oh, this movie's like at, at best a D minus. That is pretty much what I thought. <laughs> I mean, I think there's there's enough here that makes it not be an F movie, but uh, yeah, it's like a D or D minus.
1: Yeah. And, and and to be clear, I don't blame it, the, the problems with this movie on any of the actors. I think even Jared kind of does like a serviceable job he i just don't think he probably should have been cast to be a
0: superhero that's kind of wild that they thought that that made sense well he is an anti hero right like he's kind of like not a good guy i mean in objectively yeah but he's the
1: protagonist of this story like you're like you need to get people to root for this guy and i think jared leto has enough of like a stink around him that people aren't
0: gonna gear up to go root for him i want to also say is that this movie might have in the early two thousands. This movie would have been maybe like a like a C plus, a C. Okay, that is fair. And that's actually. the thing is that I the real reason that this is so terrible is that there are so many good superhero movies out. Not just Marvel. Like Sony has made good superhero movies, right? So it's not like Marvel's the only one that knows how to make good movies. DC's made a, a few good ones. I have a lot of bad things to say about quite a few of other movies, but they've made some good movies. So in this day and age. Superhero movies are something that people know how to do well and very well. So to make a movie like so poorly is just you. What were you doing? Like,
1: I think I'd rather watch Morbius than the first Suicide Squad again. uh,
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want. There's quite a few DC movies that I would absolutely not want to watch. So
1: that that that's me sort of getting at like that, that's why this movie is not an outright F in the way that some superhero movies have been. But yeah, it's it's not worth yeah.
0: watching. It's bad. And that's probably all I want to spare for that anymore. So. All right.
1: Next movie on the list.
0: Uh, You have not watched this, but I can tell
1: you that it's uh right that you did not watch it. In fact, I wasn't even planning on watching it, but. I did go and see the newest iteration in the uh, universe, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, and it's better than the last one, I guess. Uh, but that's kind of the strongest compliment I can give it because it's not better than the first Fantastic Beast, It's not better than any other Harry Potter movie. And it it you can really tell that they just wanted... That they, in making this movie, wanted to give, they wanted to write it in such a way that this could be the last Fantastic Beast movie, while also leaving it open for more stuff to come, and there's a, this movie makes a lot of, uh, it's really just hard to talk about this movie without spoiling stuff of the wizarding world, which I'm sure some people care about while also not wanting to see this movie. I Mads Mikkelsen does a good job as uh, Grindelwald. Um, Jude Law as Dumbledore is basically the main character of the movie. Uh, the Fantastic Beasts have been really sidelined in this Fantastic Beasts series, especially uh, Newt Scamander, and his love interest in the movie is like barely in it at all. Like the the girl that was like the 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 or from the first movie and mm. like is this whose sister is Queenie she is like in like two scenes of this movie and on um, pictures and it, it's baffling why she's just not in it uh, but they introduce new characters and there's characters that are likable like Eddie Redmayne is new it's delightful J- uh Jacob Kowalski he's fun to watch and there's things that like as I was watching it that I was like, Oh, I remember these are things that I enjoy. And then I would be reminded that I'm watching this movie in this series that really just shouldn't have been made. And it feels like a cash grab.
0: Yeah, uh, I already was like, not even in any particular, like caring about Harry Potter, Wizarding World movies and stuff, because they clearly feel like cla- cash grabs at this point. Um, but I, I specifically was like, I'm not going to go see this because of the Johnny Depp thing and finding out that it was not very, it was only just slightly better than the last one was definitely, okay, yeah, I'm for sure not going to see this now. Can I just say the
1: timing of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case coming like directly after the release of this film certainly isn't going to help the, the Warner bros who have, who have Amber Heard coming up in this Aquaman movie later this year who I've already seen a petition to have her removed from the movie. Uh With where, the
0: over 2 million signatures?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas they kicked out Johnny Depp, I, which is especially baffling to me because they kept him in the second movie when the controversy was already around at the time of them making the second movie, I'm pretty sure. So I, I it, it, it's weird. Um, I understand why they might why, why they chose to replace him, I guess, but I think it was a bad decision on their part because people like Johnny Depp and people people don't like J.K. Rowling, <laughs> and so and so it's very easy for a person to just say, "Hmm, do I support this movie that directly gives money to J.K. Rowling?" and it like turn its back on Johnny Depp or do I just ignore it because it's not that good. And I can tell you it's not that good. You can just
0: ignore it. Yeah. Um. You have anything else to say about this? What's your uh, letter grid?
1: Um, I some somewhere in the C range. Cause like I was like entertained by it, but yeah, C minus, I guess. With with the stuff around it, I maybe drop it into the D range. But as a film on its own, like C minus, like it it was entertaining. Like it it did the magic and stuff. There are good characters in the movie. But like if you have to compare it to the rest of the Harry Potter universe, it's the second worst. All right. (laughs) There you go. What's
0: the first worst? Fantastic Beast Two. That movie is bad. That, like, there's
1: no, there's no redemption in the second Fantastic Beast movie.
0: I remember seeing it, but I don't really remember a lot about it at this point. Which, uh, uh, going say- into
1: this new movie, I realized that I forgot a lot about it too. Because there are two characters that were introduced in the last movie. That when I saw them, I was like, "Who are these people? Did they just introduce them out of nowhere?" Do you remember Newt having a, an assistant
0: named Bunty? Absolutely not.
1: Okay. She's a pivotal role in this film. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. uh, All right. Well, you know, I guess even if Fantastic Beasts 2, at best, forgettable. So
1: yeah, that is a compliment to it. (laughs) All Um, right. So next up on the list is a film that you have seen and I have not.
0: Yeah. So uh, I went and saw Father Stew with my dad, right? And this movie is, uh, you know, it's decent. It's, it's good for what it is. Mark Wahlberg does a really good job, you know, playing this character. So uh, there's not a lot to say about it. If, if you see the trailers of this movie and it looks like something you would be interested in, it's exactly what it looks like. Um, and, and for what it is, it's a, it's a a B movie. You know, it's solid. It's good. You know, Mark Wahlberg does a good job. And if you think you'd enjoy that plot, then you'll enjoy this movie. So I, the the
1: movie didn't really appeal to me in it's sort of the what the plot of the movie appeared to be. It looked like a very, like a religious movie about a guy who gets sick and stuff around that. The I feel like just having the conversation about Fantastic Beasts and the Johnny Depp of it all. This movie has Mel Gibson in it, correct? Yes. All right. I think that is something that I would like to also put as a disclaimer, because even if I was intrigued by this movie, Putting Mel Gibson in it to me kind of puts me off more because of past controversy, and I just feel like there are better older actors that pe- that could be given parts rather than redeeming Mel Gibson's career for shit that he did and said. Uh, I, and to be fair, I, I honestly I don't like. I I don't feel personally offended by any of the stuff that Mel Gibson did but like it seems like we pick and choose who gets to be canceled at, for what reasons and but i think it's valid for people to not want to support a mel gibson movie
0: yeah for sure so um would i say definitely go see this in the theaters not really it's not like it's served by being on the theater screen uh it's not necessarily like something you need to spend your dollars on but again if you see the trailer and it looks like something you would probably enjoy, you will probably enjoy it. Uh, Like it's not a bad movie. And so like if you could see it for free at home, do so. And if you really like the plot of it, if it looks like something you definitely would love, then yeah, sure, go spend money on it. But uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that.
1: All right. So we're talking about seven movies total. So this next one's going to be the middle of the road of the seven movies. But it's the first one that I can give a uh, an endorsement to go see, and that's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The big I, I think I want to say that's that's the biggest release of this
0: month. Uh certainly bigger than Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um Sonic 2. <laughs> can I can I be honest? And I don't think it's anything to do with the movie, but maybe it is kind of do with the movie. I fell asleep during this movie. Uh but but I really want to say is that I told Ryan before I saw Sonic that. You know, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna see this movie. I don't really think it's my jam. I remember yeah. seeing the first movie, and it was good for what it was. But like, it's it's kind of like a uh, like a, a a kids movie with adult things that adult people can enjoy. Or if somebody really likes Sonic, obviously, like this is something for them. I don't really like Sonic, and I don't really like kids movies that have some adult stuff going on. Yeah. So I already knew it wasn't gonna be a thing for me. But when I saw it, I was like, this is okay. This is a good movie. You know, like. Honestly, I, I would probably say, yeah, for someone that thinks they're going to like this movie, they should go see it. It actually is better on the on a big screen.
1: Yeah, my my take in watching the movie is that I remember watching the first Sonic movie and being like, Oh, well, that was pretty good. And then kind of getting annoyed at how much praise it got when just a year before Detective Pikachu came out. And I thought that that was solidly the best uh, video game movie i'd ever seen and i feel like sonic kind of stole a lot of detective pikachu's glory from like the the like making a a video game movie that works and that it's accessible and that is a success and so i went in but going into this movie i actually think i was a little more positive on it because i feel like all they had to do was take on the criticisms of the previous movie, not really feeling like a Sonic movie and just kind of reply to that. And the trailers made it seem like they were kind of doing that. They were just making this movie more of a Sonic movie, less of a Sonic hangs out with James Marsden movie. And they do that for the most part. And I just feel like this movie either tapped into some Sonic fandom I didn't know I had or just made me a fan of Sonic that I was not before because I left that movie, like, kind of hyped on Sonic, to be honest with you. I thought it was a delight. I think the voice casting of... uh, Oh, I cannot remember his name. Uh, Knuckles? Tails? Sonic? Sonic. Uh, But I'm trying to remember the actual actor's name. I. he he is in many things, yeah. I,
0: but most famously Parks and Rec.
1: Well, uh, he, yes, John Ralph, John Ralphio. <laughs> where his sister is the worst. He does drop in a worst in the movie in the John Ralphio voice. And that's just a delight to me. Uh, but yeah, he is in other things. He's a delight. He's a kind of perfect casting for Sonic, in my opinion. And is he a delight? He is. <laughs> Idris Elba as Knuckles, though is he the light? He, he is. <laughs> uh, I actually thought that it was weird casting to make him Knuckles, but for him to like kind of come out like the the fucking comedy uh, guy in this movie, like like genuinely funny lines, kind of like all throughout from Knuckles. I remember an early one uh, just like where, oh, you think your little robots can beat me? Oh, they are stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Carrey really treated this movie like his last movie, I feel. He he kind of goes like bonkers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, he he does just, he, he really takes the Jim Carrey role up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, and honestly, I like that. Again, I, I like a lot of things about this movie. It wasn't necessarily the movie for me, but one thing I think is that this is pr- probably better than the last movie. It is one hundred percent better than yeah, the last movie. It's got a lot more fan service. It's just got you know yeah. a lot more. And uh, the
1: wedding subplot, you know what? It is. It, I, I understand. It's it's we. It,
0: it okay. It, yeah, that was terrible. They
1: kind of just shoved it in. It, it didn't need to be there. But I at least appreciated that it paid off in some way, connecting to Sonic with them all. I, I don't want to spoil what happens, but it sort of connects it back to the Sonic plot. But then you also get like 15 minutes where Sonic just does not appear on screen. And it's uh, the two uh, girls kind of like taking the
0: show. Yeah, which is just uh, frankly just a waste of my time. I didn't come here to watch that stupid crap. But I guess they had to find some reason to keep John Marsden in it. James Marsden. James Marsden. That you, guy. You don't remember Cyclops's actor's name? Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: the shade uh but yeah uh sonic the hedgehog 2 my opinion of the best video game movie now to be honest i i detective pikachu holds a special place in my heart because i love pokemon so much but if i remove my love of pokemon i i sonic the hedgehog made me more of a fan of sonic whereas the detective pikachu movie just sort of continued my already appreciation for pokemon I give the movie uh, a minus, which I think is probably what I also gave Detective Pikachu.
0: I give Sonic like a like a BB plus,
1: which I think is valid. Yeah, I
0: like think it's that, it's solid. not a waste of your money to go see it, uh, especially
1: if you have kids.
0: Yeah, especially if you have kids. I think it's definitely like great for, you know, kids from like the age five to 20 <laughs>
1: <laughs> to 27. Yeah, sure. I don't know. That's my age. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. So next on our list, uh, a big departure in tone and the kind of audience this movie is going for. Uh, In fact, the next three movies are all decidedly adult movies. Yeah, but this next one's probably the most adult. Uh, The Northman. The Northman.
0: Savage, brutal, uh, artistic and from the director of The Witch.
1: And the lighthouse, uh, Robert Eggers, uh, Alexander Skarsgård stars as this freaking Viking machine of revenge, and it's just so visceral. It's so like it's, it's such a Robert Eggers movie if you have watched his other movies, but like he's been given a giant budget to do all this stuff with this movie, and it. I just thought it was really good, but it's a movie that I find very hard to know who to recommend it to.
0: Yeah, I because because me and Ryan had uh, spoken before the podcast, and and the movie has like a bunch of savage, brutal action scenes. And if that's something that you're into, you will like that part of this movie. But there's all like I kind of had said there's an artistic element to this movie that in some ways could really kind of like go over one's head or distract somebody
1: or just bore, bore like you could go into this movie thinking you're just getting fun Viking action, which the trailer kind of leads you to believe, but I always knew wasn't going to be the case. And so I could see a person coming out of him being like, Oh, that like there's some cool stuff, but it was mostly boring. And, and so I think to a general audience, it could be hard to recommend it, but what's, for me, the quiet stuff is like important to the whole of the movie, and again, Alexander Skarsgard does a terrific job uh, anya Taylor anya Taylor joy, like anytime she's on screen, like my eyes just wanna look at her. she's so
0: fucking beautiful, yeah, which I mean that's just literally her and anything that she's in, so I mean that's not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's not doing anything special here, uh, <laughs> but I, w- I am very much enjoy her being here, yeah, um but i I mean things specific things that say that are good the best movie though it's got just a tight good story like it tells a the story of a man bent for revenge and how he gets there um you say
1: tight this movie is over two hours so it, it's not, so, it's I'm not, sorry. it's
0: not it's not a succinct story sorry yeah it's when I say tight I don't mean like uh like they yeah they tell it succinctly I mean but like there, there's not like a, a I don't feel like there's a lot of wasted um uh, scenes here like everything you're seeing is moving the plot forward or telling you something that you need to know
1: or it's it, a lot of it is world building and that's the thing that I've heard most complimented about this movie is that he really builds this world of like Vikings and stuff Yeah, like from like the early scenes that we get with uh, Ethan Hawke and like Willem Dafoe mm. and like the sort of spirituality sort of beginning in the film and that sort of carried on throughout uh, and yeah I I think that this was a really good movie. Uh, there are two movies that I thought uh, were better, but this movie is
0: a solid A. Yeah, um, I I want to say that I, knowing some things that not being a historian here, being interested in uh, like Nordic culture, uh, there's a lot of things that it does to be reverent of that, um, and basically like the movie, as Ryan mentioned, has spiritual aspects to it, and and very much depictions of of a magic, you could say. Um, but it's so, uh, the, the magic that they do in this is so, done in, done in a way that doesn't make you feel like it's, it's something beyond, uh, like, a, a, it, it does things. This is almost hard for me to describe. It does its magic in a way that you can find believable. That you could almost think that, is this this people just interpreting these things as magic. And really it's just like matter of coincidences or belief, or is it like truly magical things happening? Well, there's some, there's some room to like not assume it's all entirely actual magic.
1: I see. I, I actually take it more as this film is set with it is setting itself in a re- in the real world, but also a world at which when the Vikings were out doing their stuff, they were, like like their gods were real yeah. and all this stuff is real yeah and that is something that i appreciate about it because you get plenty of like i think it's common to have films like showing people's mythologies and treating it as canon yeah like like yeah
0: so and it, yeah it just does that well that, that's that's much better way of saying it um and yeah, I I really like that about this movie. I like there's a lot I like about this movie. I think it was a movie that I was going to be very interested in. It does have great action. It has this excellent world building. Uh, and and it and it's about like a, a, a thing that I feel connected to. So yes. I, I mean this movie. I give it a, it's really a border of like a B plus A minus. I think um, maybe uh, to your point actually. In some ways, this movie could have been perhaps a little shorter and there are things that they could have gotten to the point a little better on there's things uh, it's hard for me to put my exact finger on on what things could have been better but i know that this isn't like a perfect movie um yeah and so i you know i want to in in my my best sense give it an a minus in a very personal way um if i had to be more objective about it i'd say you know b plus maybe even a b
1: i would also like to say that if you can watch this movie and appreciate the more quiet the the quiet bits of the movie, and you just like the sort of tone outside of the action go- actiony, visceral stuff of it. I would recommend watching his other films. I think The Witch is better than The Lighthouse, but I know plenty of people who really like The White House, The Lighthouse, which is really just Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe like uh, talking on and off for like uh, uh like over an hour
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like trippy visuals. Yeah. And it's set in black and white. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Northman. Uh, I would recommend going to see it. It's it's worth giving them your money in the theaters and their scenes that are serviced by being on the big screen. Um, but it's not for everybody. So, uh, you know, I would say keep that in mind.
1: Now, this next movie is also probably not for everybody, but I think it's for a lot more people and it it is the unbearable weight of massive talent the starring nicolas cage have you heard of him
0: i uh, i mean i think i've seen him in a couple things
1: yeah uh for me national treasure and a sorcerer's apprentice <laughs> ghost rider ghost rider too
0: that's right ghost rider yeah i mean uh all three of those and uh i don't know face off and Lord of War. And I mean, there's just other movies. I can't even, like think of them all presently. I mean, I I, I I will be honest that I genuinely have not seen that many Nicolas Cage
1: movies me listing those movies off just now, probably my entire like history of watching Nicolas Cage movies.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well. Oh,
1: and uh, kick ass and um, uh, Spider Man into the spider verse. Like, yeah, I'm sure like a lot of more bit parts of him. So. I I, I can be honest and say that, yeah, I don't have the strongest uh, knowledge of Nicolas Cage's career, but with that in mind, I loved this movie. This movie was a delight.
0: Or was it? (laughs) Yes, it it was a
1: delight. It, it It was just fun to watch, and his chemistry with Pedro Pascal, who I also think is a
0: great what what is he (laughs) what he's he's what
1: he is a delight you know is he a
0: delight oh right because that's what you told me before the podcast so
1: he is
0: (laughs) you know it's 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 really like these these uh movies are actually delightful full of delight it would seem (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) go on though uh Uh,
1: yeah so pedro pascal and uh nicholas cage like their chemistry in this movie is just really good this movie's a ton of fun uh Funny, funny as hell. Like, I feel I I can't remember the last movie that I saw that was this funny. Maybe Morbius.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That was a joke. Yeah. I will say, surprisingly, I was laughing out loud in this movie. But this movie, it's not going out of its way to, like, be funny. It's just the the way that they are, like, the things that they wrote and the things that they're doing just are funny.
1: Yeah. And Nicolas Cage is playing this, like, sort of, like, like this idea of himself. He's not playing the actual Nicolas Cage, of course. He's playing this concept of him that people have. And it's really genuinely entertaining to watch him just be this guy. While he also has a, like, version of himself that only he sees that he talks to that's an even crazier version of Nicolas
0: Cage. Yeah. It's... It's it's just something, man. It's something. It's it's hard to really even exp- like. The, it's hard to really like tell a person like what's this movie about. Well, it's just about like it's about Nick Cage, really. And and there's obviously a plot I could mention in it. Like you see in the trailers, like there's a thing with like a a, a drug lord or um you know yeah, a, cri- a, a crime lord, lord. crime not lord cr-
1: trying to take down the crime lord. Yeah, uh, working with the
0: CIA and stuff. I'm like. Tiffany but,
1: Haddish in the CIA. Yeah, but who, like who is who has of course seen him in The Kurds too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny enough that that's not really what the movie's about though.
1: Yeah, the movie's like it's really about uh Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal just sort of talking and uh it gets very meta like they st- like they're just discuss- terribly meta. Yeah, they're d- discussing the movie that they are in as they're writing and the it, movie that yeah. they're in. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it, but as a result, like they write a good movie, I'd say Uh the, and there's a scene in the trailer, like with them on a wall, which like I have seen in the trailer already. So I went in expecting it, but seeing it in the context of the movie was so funny.
0: Yeah, dude, it's, I mean, it, it really had us everybody cracking up. It's, yeah. It was everybody in the theater. It wasn't just me. It, it's truly a, a funny movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just, now the thing that, when me and Ryan were kind of like putting these movies in order, because if you hadn't noticed at this point, we're doing like kind of the worst ones first up yeah. to the best ones. And and we said like, which one of these goes first, right? I think that more people could watch this movie and, and enjoy it. because well, just... Which
1: one of these goes second? Because we haven't gotten to number one. Right, yeah. But we were at, we were, Debating between this and the Northmen, yeah, which I I personally think are kind of of equivalent quality, but very different movies. Yeah,
0: totally different movies. And I think that this, the unbearable weight of massive talent, can appeal to more people than the Northmen might.
1: I think you don't even need to like Nicola, be a Nicolas Cage like aficionado to appreciate this movie because I, I haven't seen that many Nicolas Cage movies, but I you sort of like understand him like pretty quickly because he just like, he kind of exists in the mannerisms of Nicolas Cage throughout the whole movie. Like this could just be a movie about a guy named Nicolas Cage. That's never been a real actor in the world. And it would make sense.
0: Yes. And I think that's actually the best thing about it. But I think if you have it's like, if you have more, more understanding of Nicolas Cage, then it makes it better. Yes. Uh, I, I would agree with that. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think I'd give the movie, you know, an A-minus as well. Like, yeah, I'd, more, and I'd give it an A. Yeah, uh, so that's, again, there's not much more to say about the movie because just it's read, something yeah. you got to watch.
1: Yeah, I think people should watch it. And there's another movie that gets shout out shouted out in the movie that I also think people should watch.
0: And we'll let you find that out. If you watch the movie, we don't need to talk about it.
1: Yeah. It, 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 in case you're wondering, it is Pedro Pascal's (laughs) character's third favorite movie. And Nicolas Cage agrees in the movie that it's quite good.
0: Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) All right. So the
1: best movie that I have seen this month, and can I just say the best movie that I've seen in years, probably.
0: Truly without sitting down and doing a top 10 list, a top, Five list. This is one of the best movies I have ever seen in my entire life. I agree. Everything, everywhere, everywhere all at once. <laughs> I don't know why we did that, but you know, this movie is an A plus movie. It is a plus, absolutely. It is flawless. It is. I I, Okay, sorry, you know, we we talked about this terminology before, right? It's hard for me to ever say there's a perfect movie, right? What is perfect? That's a very strong word. Um, But we have said before, like, there are movies that are without flaws. Now... Is that an accurate thing to say? I
1: actually see. I actually feel like I would rather call this movie perfect than flawless because I think there are plenty of people who could watch this movie and find aspects of it like, oh, that's just so silly or like, oh, oh, that's I I don't want to watch that because there are like moments in it that are kind of visceral and like hard to watch things Mm -hmm. like uh, like a paper cutting scene. For example, yep. I, I turned away from the screen at that. So I, I don't think that this movie is flawless, but I think it is perfect in the sense that it, it it achieves exactly what it was going for, and it's like such a wholly unique movie experience that
0: I don't, I I I am you, so happy yeah, it exists. You couldn't change a thing about it, really, and and because because I, I will say that people can find things wrong with this movie, but I think it's exactly what it needs to be. I wouldn't, I don't know what I would necessarily change it. it, And what's
1: more about it is that I feel like if I were to rewatch the movie, I, I could spend the entire time just like looking at the film craft of it all. Like just trying to figure out how they made all this stuff work on a fairly low budget this is like an a24 film i'm pretty sure and yet like it pulls off like effect special effects that you would see like in a major blockbuster like this this is probably the lowest budget film of any of the movies we've seen today i can't actually check that because i did not check that before but i would believe it's true but it's the best looking movie it, it looks better than Morbius by far. Like the effects in it are significantly better than Morbius. Uh, the acting in it uh, is like...
0: It, it's stellar. It's, it's stellar acting. And one of the the, the most notable things I, I think about it is that this movie uh, can perfectly punctuate emotional scenes, scenes that have real gravity and have been and made you feel some kind of way, right? I'm not going to say it's, it's not like sad or this or that, but some kinds of way. It takes you on such a roller coaster, this entire movie uh, of, of emotion in all these different ways. But throughout the whole movie, punctuate it perfectly with humor. There are plenty of movie, moments where you will laugh and, and And these things seem so bizarre and out of place, but they're not out of place. They are exactly within place. And the context of the movie is it's all totally good and fine. and And to do that so well is it's like astounding. i
1: it's, yeah, like like, and this again, this is a movie that's like over two hours long. And, Yet the entire time I was like, oh, I don't want this to end. Oh, I bet it's coming to an end soon. And I, and then it didn't end. And I was like, yes, there's more of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, you know. Uh, special
1: special shout outs to the star, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, this feels like the sort of like uh, American uh, big movie like centered around her that she's deserved for years. And if not decades, and and so happy to see her there. Also, shout out to uh I, I'm sorry about the pronunci- pronunciation on this. I want to say it's Aki Hu Kwan, uh, who m- many people would recognize uh, from Temple of Doom and The Goonies as Short Round and Data. He's grown up now, and he left the acting business because he felt like he couldn't get good roles, and after Crazy Rich Asians, he thought that you Know what? It's my time to get back in, and boy, are we glad that he did because yeah. again, he's just he's it's just he has this heart to his acting that's just so perfect, and it just adds to this movie, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Oh, and then who's the uh, the supporting actress? The um, uh, the daughter, uh, yeah, the daughter, uh,
1: Stephanie, uh, Sue, yeah,
0: HSU, uh, yeah. She's fantastic as well. Um, they're just the the whole the cast of characters are that have like you know significant roles are just fantastic. Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Jamie Lee Curtis is in this, and and her role like is like both small but like also like weirdly like it it keeps integral. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) It's it's actually like very important to the movie. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's, it's insane. Also really glad to see a movie with a pretty much, you know, a majoritively Asian cast do so well and be so good. Cause I mean like, and not be about Kung Fu. There is some Kung Fu, but this movie is not about Kung Fu.
1: But, but it's also one of the, you could argue that it's not about Kung Fu, which it's not, but it's also one of the best Kung Fu movies, American Kung Fu movies probably. At least of the new
0: millennium, uh, that's that's probable. I mean, Shang Chi, a, a kung fu movie? I, kung than, movie. I think this is better than I
1: think this is better than Chi.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. It's just, man. What, what else? The I, I there's there's not enough good to say about this.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I just love this movie. I want more people to watch it. And really, this whole podcast, in a way, was just an excuse to. Get to the point where I can just say this is the best movie of the month. This is a movie everyone should go see. Please watch this movie.
0: It's it's on my top ten list uh, of movies of all time. I agree. seriously same. Which which means it's kicking out some movies I definitely like. You know, like uh, some really significant movies that I like. But one of them's got to go, and I, I and mean, then this one's got to fit up there wherever it's going to be. Um and and yeah, it's I, I am I am a very. Uh, hesitant to ever give out this rating, but A plus it's an A plus movie. It you is. Know? It like, really is. And I'm not hesitating to say that to anybody that's talked to me about this movie. As soon as I got out, I texted uh, like a, a group chat of, of my friends and said, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. You should all see it. I Like I had to let people know.
1: And here, here's my question. How many of them have gone and seen it thus far?
0: I know that at least one of them is going to see it very soon. But we saw this movie like weeks ago. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's one thing. I I, don't, I can't speak highly enough of it because I don't think people get how good it is. And and I know it's probably not getting nearly enough attention.
1: Yeah, I I because I went to look at the budget and I also looked at the box office and it's made over budget, but it's not um uh, done enough to be profitable yet. Uh, which which makes me sad, but it it just makes me want to reinvigorate saying please go watch this movie like. And it's hard for me because I really don't like hyping up movies too much so that people go in with heightened expectations. And so I feel bad about kind of putting this movie on the pedestal that it deserves, but I don't want people to go in thinking like thinking of it more than it is. But I also want to say that if you did put it on a pedestal, it would still live up to it.
0: Yeah. Symbols that I yeah. have not hesitated from giving it the accolades it deserves, and I hope this wins awards. Like this, I mean, I don't know what's really going to come out this year. I cannot anticipate all the, the the legitimately good movies that can come out, but this should be nominated for an Oscar Best Picture, and they should get nominations for you know best, best actress. actress,
1: best actor, best supporting actress. To yeah. be honest,
0: <laughs> yeah, the best I, I and I think best supporting actress definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's. It's a great movie. A plus, go see it.
1: One hundred percent best editing, best visual effects, all the things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, Doctor Strange is probably going to take best visual effects. Let's be honest,
0: but yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, that's that again, that, that, that would be remain to be seen.
1: Maybe Thor actually. Yeah, um, but I honestly, this is this movie is better than I every MCU movie. I, and they're doing their own multiverse thing. Well, this movie did it better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Somewhat. I mean, again, Marvel's its own thing. So it's hard to be like, this is better than them, but, but like, yeah, this is, this is a better movie. Yeah. than any, any individual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great movie. Go see it. And, I think that's it. Yep.
1: Yeah, that That's a wrap up for our April uh, movie review podcast. We'll see if may gives us enough movies to want to come back and do this next month. I, I kind of like this format to sort of hit out uh, movies that we didn't take the time to do full reviews for. And I think next month is going to have plenty of movies that we don't take the time for. Of course there is like Dr. Strange and it's the beginning of summer movie season. So I'm sure there's other big movies, but not necessarily ones that we will cover, but probably deserve some uh, talking about.
0: Yeah, we'll you know keep tuned for uh, you know Doctor Strange podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about Moon Knight, and uh, we'll be doing uh, some something for the May the Fourth as well. So yep,
1: um, uh, for you Star Wars fans out there, we have a little plan in store.
0: <laughs> a little plan. Execute order 66. (laughs) Yeah. Do it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that is all, folks. Uh, So until next time, this has been Robert. And Ryan. Have a good one.